0: Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. So It is my privilege to get to speak to you guys today. Uh, I don't get to do it often in this room because it makes me very nervous, but that's okay. Uh, It's it's still a privilege. I'm I'm happy for Pastor Jeff to finally be able to get away. Uh, He and his family are getting some uh, much-needed and much-deserved time away and some rest to spend time together and just refresh themselves. Uh, I'm I'm learning more and more uh, that I'm thankful I'm not the man in charge of everything, because all that he carries, all that happens, all that he hears, uh, pray for him. It's it's a heavy burden to be the man of God, to present the word every week, and to try to shepherd a flock, especially one of this size. And uh, I, I pray for my pastor all the time, because I know what he's doing, and I know how big his heart is, and he'd give everything he could to make sure each one of you is blessed. So we need to do the same for him, and just pray for him. Uh, so I'm happy he's getting away. Uh, I was a little excited, a little nervous, as I said, when he said I get to do it, that he told me a while back that he asked, wanted me to speak, and uh, I started trying to uh, prepare for today, and I was uh, remembering one of the last times I got to speak last year, and thinking of what I had to speak on last time, and speaking on this today, I, I learned that the Lord has a sense of humor. Have you guys noticed this? Apparently, me and Pastor Jimmy, that's about it, okay. <laughs> Talking to you today, Pastor Jimmy, okay. I noticed that uh, he makes me preach to myself first and foremost, Every single time, every time a subject comes up, every time I'm starting to try to dive into whatever the scripture says, I'm realizing as I'm saying, Get, in, get together, God, what do you want me to say to them? And the whole time he's going, What am I trying to say to you? And it's, that's not as much fun. <laughs> it, it, is, it isn't for me. I, uh, last, last time I got to speak, I, had to, I got to speak on uh, the Monster series and we spoke on anger. And I, got to, uh, I think Brandon Ruiz got the biggest trip out of that, me speaking honestly about my feelings of someone. Not taking a ride on a green when they could have and how animated I was about that. He sent, I know he sent me at least one video that, that week laughing his head off. Uh, if, you will, if you'll talk to some of my leaders, especially uh, Freddie, he, he gets a chuckle every now and then. Uh, he says that my ginger comes through when I start getting frustrated. That uh, he, he swears I'm Irish, I don't believe him. Uh, when I ask my family, I'm more of a European mutt. It's, it's kind of, it's a tough situation. We don't talk about it much, but... Uh, When I'm having to deal with that anger, and and the Lord is obviously still trying to help me through that, continue to pray for me, Joey, you know, (laughs) me and you, brother. But uh, as as, uh, Pastor Jeff asked me to speak on the Focus 2020 series, I got kind of excited about it because I didn't know where we were going. I thought it was a catchy title. I haven't seen 2020 in many years, probably since third grade. God bless contacts. (laughs) I didn't expect that one to land as well as that did. Actually, wrote in jokes. That one landed better than all of them. That's sad. <laughs> Just going to stop doing that. But uh, yeah, the Lord, when um, Pastor Jeff sent me some stuff, and he was like, "I want you to talk on these things," or unless the Holy Spirit says something to you, and uh, the one I picked because I felt the Lord was leading me to it was unity. Now, it's funny to me if you were to, you know, speak to my wife. The idea of me and unity is some, somewhat of an oxymoron. Okay. I am a person who has little to no self-confidence whatsoever, but I am never wrong. That doesn't work well, right? Okay? My wife might refer to me more as just a moron, okay, if we're being honest. But you'll have, you have to pray for my leaders and my students because that's the truth. The Lord is having to deal with me on the idea of unity because, honestly, uh, Kevin will tell you, I go into every meeting thinking I have every idea and I have the right idea and y'all are crazy. Okay, and every meeting after I leave there, Kevin's like, you get it now, don't you? And I'm like, yes, I know you're right. Okay, it's, it's not fun finding out that you're always wrong, but you know, it, it, it helps. So it can't be the worst combination to think you're always right and have no self-confidence in the idea of unity and working with others. But I really truly believe that uh, if we're ever going to truly have an impactful walk with the Lord, we have to have unity. And that unity doesn't necessarily always start with other people. That unity actually is supposed to start with the Lord. Okay, we need to understand that we have to first be united with the Lord to make sure that everything else works correctly. So it, on saying that, let's, let's look at some scripture here. Let's look at John 15, uh, starting in verse 1. I am the true vine, and the Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that I will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of my word I have spoken to you. you remain in me, and I also in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you will bear much fruit apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like the branches that are thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. I had to... Going through this and working through the scripture, verse 3 jumped out to me. And verse 3 was talking about how you are already clean. Now, I pray that we can all say that. I pray that we've all called upon the name of Jesus and we've all asked him to be our Savior. And we are clean. We are sanctified and set apart. I pray that that is true. If it is not true, I pray that God begins to change our hearts to make sure we get to that point. So it should start off that we are already clean. And then verse 4 and 5, it says, Remain in me and I also in you. No tree can bear fruit by itself. We have to stay united and connected with the Lord to truly bear fruit, to bear the right type of fruit. I'll be honest with you. I want to make an impact on the world. I want to make an impact on Mount Olive, something awful. I want to make an impact at North Duplin. I want to make an impact, God willing, I want to make an impact at Southern Wayne. So bad, you have no idea. Mount Olive Middle, I could go on and on naming all these schools that I want to have an impact at. But I can tell you honestly that they are just words unless I remain connected to God. They're just words. It's just a a wishful thinking. I might as well just be, uh, not to diminish them, but I might as well be just a guidance counselor just trying to offer some good advice. When I truly have all the things that they need right here in the word of God. And if I don't have that and I'm not connected to him, then I'm not bringing anything to that table. I want to make an impact. I want to do something amazing. I truly want to experience the joy of saying the word of God to those who need to hear it. I want all that. But if I'm not connected to him, then what good is it? All right, so I deal with uh, students and young adults almost, almost to nothing else. Uh, It's very rare that I get to speak into the life of an adult. Maybe it's because I'm trying to become an adult myself. We're working on it, right, PK? But when I talk to uh, students and young adults, and they talk to me about how things in their lives are, uh, it's just going sideways. It's not going the way they want. They're not hearing from God. They're just flat out struggling. One of the first questions I'll ask them, one of the first things out of my mouth when I'm talking to them, and I'll, I'll let them get it all out. My wife's done all these counseling courses, and the first thing she says is just let them talk. Just shut up and let them talk. If I only did that with her, I'd probably be doing better. (laughs) When When I let them get it all out, let them express everything that they've got on their heart, and then they're looking for guidance and wisdom, and I look at them, and the first question I ask usually is, what's your devotion life look like? What's your prayer life look like right now? How close, how connected are you to God? And and I try to explain that if you're not bothering to remain connected and united with Him, if you're not bothering to spend time in your Word, if you're not bothering to spend time in prayer, uh, if you're not bothering to spend time in worship, if we're just allowing everything else in the world to speak to us, how exactly do you expect uh, your prayer life to have any power? I I realize more and more uh, through myself that, I'll I'll speak for myself on this one, not for you guys. Sometimes I want that relationship with the Lord to be on my terms. Sometimes I want that relationship with him to be when I feel like it, when I need it, contrary to the fact of what he says that every single day I need to get up and the first thing I need to do is talk to him. Before I look at my lovely, beautiful wife, I need to look to him. Before I check my phone, I need to check with him. Now, does that happen every day? No, it doesn't. Sometimes I'll get a text message before I even open my eyes. And everything in me knows that I should be reading that word, but I need, it's like my human compulsion needs to know whatever that is. And then, it, and it just start your day off one way or the other, going the right way or the wrong way, if that makes any sense. That connection is so important because I realize that as I'm trying to do all this on my own selfish terms, I also realize that God is a jealous God who doesn't respond well to that. He doesn't want us to put anything before him. It's supposed to be him and him alone. He is supposed to be first and foremost. So we wonder why, if we're not bothering to check in with him, if we're wondering why we're not bothering to read his word and listen to what he has to say, we're wondering why our prayer doesn't have any true power. Verse 7 says that if we remain united with him, when we pray, there is power. Anything we ask can be done. That's what I want I want to know I want to have confidence when I walk towards the Lord and I'm asking him for something I'm praying on the behalf of someone who's just flat out struggling I had mean I had a conversation this week with someone who was just struggling. They, I mean they said they were about as far away from God as they could be, but I praise God that God had spoken to them enough that they were willing to reach out and then a great I know this is not subject, but isn't it great that we can never be too far? That God always wants us to come back. Can I, can I express this again? Not, if you're not connected at this moment, you're not too far to regain that connection. I love, I love the fact that when I'm driving home and I was literally talking to this person as I'm driving home and I'm trying to talk to them, and all the way down 55, Verizon is just missing spots on 55. And I'll catch it about every third or fourth word and I'm trying to piece it together and trying to have an intelligent conversation and speak what the Lord is trying to say. And every now and then something's just dropping. I just love the fact that we can never be dropped by God. That is no possible way that there's any gaps in coverage so to speak with God. But only the gap in coverage is because we've turned it off. If we remain united in Him, it puts everything in proper perspective. It it puts everything where it should be. Now, if we are truly united with him, we've got everything right. We've put him in his proper place, which is supposed to be the throne of our heart. If we've put him there, then everything else should fall into place. And I've learned that through that, that's when you truly start to see the uni- uh, unity in the body of Christ. Sometimes we don't necessarily see unity in the body of Christ because selfish ambitions pop up. Okay? I've irritated George more than once more than once a week more than once a week because the most important thing in the world to me is b3 and making sure that my ministry is thing out there in the front and I want to nail this and I want to do that and George has to rein me in and explain to me that this is Mount Olive first ph not b3 only I'm being honest probably too honest But I've learned more and more as I've worked here, praise God, that there has to be unity in the body of Christ for there to be success. So again, it it starts with having unity with God, personally. And then that spills down to being unity in the body of Christ. Okay? So that means unity between our ministries, unity of making sure that we all have the same goal. And I know that we all have the same goal. And that is to make disciples and reach the lost, right? That is... The ultimate and only goal that exists a part of this church is to make disciples and reach the lost, okay? Anything else is secondary in window dressing, Amen. all right? Now, I have to say that to myself constantly because I like to be the fun pastor, always coming up with the cool game and making everybody happy and high-five at every person I see, even if I can't remember their name. God help my memory. We have a big church, okay? Okay? That's what I want, but I have to understand that the true meaning uh, of, of this church and the true purpose of this church is to reach the lost and make disciples. Amen. Okay, this is in 1 Corinthians 1.10. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there will be no divisions among you, but that you will be perfectly united in one mind and thought That is the mindset that we have to have. United, no divisions, uh, no ministry or area is any better than any other. George will slap me later for setting me straight. Perfectly united to bring about the will of God. I just, I'm sorry, I get excited about that. Through unity, I, I, I know I'm skipping ahead here, but through unity, all of us joining together and deciding we have the same purpose, same goal, that brings about blessing. That, that brings about blessing. I, ho- I hope we can understand this. When I think of blessing, I think of the upper room. Okay, in Acts 2.1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. They were all gathered together in one accord. Okay? I tried to be a good pastor, and I went back and looked this up with the true meaning of that phrase, with one accord, and tried to look it up in the Greek. So as I'm trying to say this, try not to laugh. The Greek word here for that one accord is, yeah, homothymadon. It sounds medical. Am I the only one? Okay. But the meaning behind that, I hope. forget the pronunciation there, I'm not good at that, but, but the meaning of it is to have one mind. Which is to have one mind. The one mind that they had in that moment. They had spent days in there together. Praying and seeking. That was their one mind. It was to find what Jesus had told them to wait for. For the comforter to come and to speak to them. They were doing what God had told them to do. They were united in their pursuit of the Holy Spirit. They were united in that part. Pastor Kevin if you'll come it's not going to take long they were united in that pursuit and what happened because of that most of us know the story we've we've read it or heard it what that was when they were all in there praying in the upper room and they were pursuing the holy spirit what happened is the holy spirit came in the holy spirit came in and they were all baptized in the holy spirit they were all baptized in the holy spirit and then they began to speak in other tongues right this spills out they fall out into the street basically and they're now speaking in other tongues and they're praising God in other tongues and then people all around them that are in there at Jerusalem at this time they're listening and they're hearing this and they're not hearing just you know the the disciples are thinking they're probably just saying random stuff they don't even know what it is but they're on fire and they don't care what it is and they're just going to say it but to all these other people it was their native tongue. And they were hearing something that they weren't prepared to hear. They were hearing something powerful uh, begin because of one accord. And the Holy Spirit was spilling through because of that. Peter gets up there. And he begins to speak and he begins to tell them all about Jesus. Lays out probably one of the greatest devotions of all time. Lays it out there in front of everybody. Tells them the entire gospel message. And lays it out. Who Jesus was. Why they need him. Once again, they're all in one accord. And baptism of the Holy Spirit is just flowing through there. And now Peter's getting up there and speaking it. What does scripture say? 3,000 people got saved. Three, that, I'm. That's just been a crazy number over the last year or more. Over the last year or more, that's that's been the thing that we've said. We've got 3,000 people within five miles of this church who are unchurched. doesn't say anything about whether or not they're saved. It says that they are just flat out unchurched, as in they don't have the time or day for this place. They don't have time or day for Jesus. They're not even bothering to enter into the house. Those people need us to be united. We don't don't have to have some special program. We don't have to do some gigantic event. When we do those things, praise God for them. Those are more opportunities for us to present the gospel. I'm not speaking negatively about programs or events. But what if we were all united in one thought process? That our mission here is to seek the lost... Serve the suffering and share life together. What if if we were all truly united at this moment with Christ and we were being recharged all the time, daily, hourly, whatever we needed? I've learned it's probably hourly for me. What if we were truly getting united with God and staying connected with Him at all times? What if then that spilled over to how we walk through those doors into this house or even beyond this house, our interactions beyond it, our interactions with the community? What if it spilled over and we were all united in one mind, not doing one thing over another, not a specific song, not a specific preaching style, not a specific program, but unity in Christ that those 3,000 people matter more than anything. What if we were united in that mindset that we were going to leave this place today and we were going to say something to somebody to bless them? What what if we were united in that mindset? Well, unity brings about blessing. Unity brings about the Holy Spirit moving and lives being changed. I said earlier that I, I truly truly want to make an impact I truly want to see Mount Olive changed I truly want to see each and every one of these schools changed I praise God I got to go to North and Wednesday and I love going out there on Wednesdays for that prayer circle I wish I, could, I got to do that at every school but even as I'm standing there praying with those 30-40 kids there's over a hundred more in that lunchroom that are, that are out there but that group is united in the fact that they want to see something happen at their school and it is something's happening at that school that i don't see happening at other schools because they're united about it if we became united with christ united as a body we could change mount olive that's the ultimate goal is to change this community I want to see it set on fire I want to see baptism of the Holy Spirit spilling out of here and into the, into the streets I want to see people questioning us I want to see people st- stop running away from that Pentecostal stuff and start running towards it will you stand with me if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes with me We started off today saying that in order for everything to go right for us in order for everything to work properly that we need to be united with Christ. I pray that every person isn't here today but if you know that right now you are not where you're supposed to be with every head bowed and every eye closed if you know that you're not exactly where you're supposed to be with God that you're not completely united with Him this is the moment to get that right. If you would like that unity to begin today, I just ask that you would just raise your hand. Praise God. You can put it down. If that's you, I ask that you would just repeat after me. Lord, thank you for your sacrifice, for your grace and your mercy. God, thank you for dying for me that I might be able to call on your name and be saved. God, I ask for forgiveness of sin right now. I ask that you would come into my heart and to be my Lord right now. God, thank you for this salvation, this assurance to know that I am where I'm supposed to be with you. And I pray it spills over into the rest of my life. I ask it in the name of Jesus, amen. Get excited every time I see somebody ask for salvation. That's the whole point of all of this. We're going to have special prayer here for a moment, but I want to close out with this. I want us all to join together right now in praying that we would be one body united. It's not about our ambition or our preference, it's about Jesus moving and touching lives, right? Once again, this altar's open, but Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, I just thank you. God, I just thank you for the constant reminder that you were there, that we're not too far away, to, that if we've lost connection that we can't reach back out. God, if, that if we're struggling that we can't call out and you won't hear us. God, I give you thanks that you care about us so much, God, that you were willing to die on a cross, that you were willing to sacrifice yourself. And all that you're asking of us now is to just remain united with you. God, it can be so difficult at times with the the, the things that happen in life, our jobs, our families, everything that occurs, our health. God, everything is trying to pull us away from you and disconnect us. But God, we need to be connected with you. God, I pray that you would help us to remain connected with you, that we would reach out to you constantly, Father, that we would pray without ceasing, that nothing would be more important than our relationship with you. God, I pray that that would spill over to every area of this church. God, that we would all be united as one body, that all we would care about is reaching the lost and making disciples. God, that we would pursue you with everything we have and just see what happens. God, I pray that you would touch Mount Olive. I pray that you would touch the areas beyond Mount Olive. I pray that you would touch these these hearts and minds so much right now that it spills over into their communities wherever they live. God, that neighbors would notice change, that our family members would notice change and that they would want to know how and why. God, provide opportunities for us to tell other people about who you are. That's what it all comes down to, God, getting close to you, close as a body, and then spreading that out to those who need it. God, I pray that you would help us to be that church. It's not about numbers. It's not about being the biggest. It's about making the most impact for you. God, we just bring you glory right now in the name of Jesus.